Last time on Dice Funk. Sid speaks up and says, um, you know, I can I can cast fly. I was thinking about going over the wall. But the thing is, uh, we might we don't want to ditch all our stuff. You know, it'll make us really heavy. Uh, when we're carrying all these bags and all these armor and all these weapons. And so we'd have to leave that stuff behind if we wanted to fly up over this wall. And that's we got into a big fight about whether to go through the tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> tunnels are pretty good. Tunnels are nice. They're comfortable. <laughs> tunnels are kind of dope, honestly, you know, if you think about it. <laughs> I would be willing to loan my some of the equipment we have gathered to you to get through the tunnels a bit easier. You don't know what you'll encounter. If you would cast fly on us uh, before you leave, I, we have some things we need to investigate, and I think that would be a bit easier if we could uh, avoid having to physically walk over land. Yeah, I think um, there's a couple cards she pulls out. I think uh, Humpty Grumpty is one of them. Maybe these like represent her mm-hmm. friends, like you or the, you know the gems. That that's the thing. I think she assembles like a whole hand of cards to represent all of the people she's thinking about. I think Throg will sort of leaf through the um like the cards and he, I think he's going to um find two uh and I, let's say one of them is called uh, like enduring will and it's like a, a hero uh, standing up against uh, all odds. Uh and another that's uh, the Great Escape, and it's like a cartoon uh, criminal in like the the ball and chain, uh, digging a digging a hole through a uh, through a wall to escape prison. Uh, and he's gonna place the two of them down and point at her. I need you. Listen, you destroy this big thing, or bring it back to me now, or we're gonna we're gonna have to have a, a, a long talk about how many eyes all of you have. And I, I'm telling you, I think the eye market is uh, going into a bit of a depression. I think the line's going down. Like I'm here now, and I can finally see that I can't do this. I don't care if we got sent here to do this. I, like, I'm not just going to get bossed around by whoever's got more power over me for the rest of my life. Why do you have to waste my time like this? This is this is so, it's so futile. There's going to be someone else after you. What was the point of all this? There will be someone after us, and there will always be someone who will oppose you. Now shut up and let me die. I I, I remember Humpty Grumpty. I'm just kind of curious about what the implication of that card being shown in this moment, in this situation. Hey, before you die, I really like this art. Yeah, so Trayan, you like start losing consciousness at the at the foot of this hill, and this huge broken machine is like trying to crawl towards you. It is like using every last ounce of its strength to kind of, you know, slowly like claw at the ground and move its body. When a colorful, feathered creature kind of curiously wanders up, uh, looking at the situation, sees you. A, you know, a reptile unconscious on the ground sees this big machine um, in this uh, Archaeopteryx, this prismatic ancient uh, ancestor of, of the modern bird, uh, checking out the situation, kind of hops forward and, and pulls uh, a bunch of wires out of the side of this gun dragon's neck and it, it goes limp. I saw a spark against the dark and we erupt but it's a slow burn We take our chance And start to dance Can see enough To know to turn around 
The sound of a bonfire carries over fences, titillates our senses, but we don't need the heat. A chill wind is pushing you into me, and it's looking like we might be burning, might be burning, might be burning down. But we're a bonfire. Keep I'm worried that that foley is gonna raise the bar for sound production, and I'm gonna start have to bring swords into the recording room and like bang them together during combat. I have swords in the recording room. I can, I can bang some swords together if you'd like during combat. If you get the chance, don't go out of your way, but if they're within hand... It's literally like six foot behind me. I could go get like a big a big lesbian two-handed metal sword and just bash that about a bit. I was mm-hmm. Last episode we were talking about P2, the sword that Treyan got, and it occurred to me that despite my japes about, oh, like, oh, how is someone who fights only by kicking going to utilize a sword? A uh, fool that I am, I of course remembered many hours later that Metal Gear Solid features an incredible foot-based sword fight via the Ninja Raiden, uh, which is really badass if you haven't seen it. I'd like to think that Train has sort of transitioned from being a Tekken character to being a Soul Calibur character. So that's another direction we could take that in, though. Fighting, holding the sword with his feet. That is, um, I don't know. Or taping it to your feet. That's an option. Uh, wrapping it with silk against the foot. Oh, yeah. I don't know. We're just making Voldo again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But see, now we got, okay, so we got several kinks packaged into one at once. This is great. Uh, good content. Good podcast. What what kinks does Voldo represent? Just like contortionist and French? Like what is what is the other one? <laughs> I'm talking more about like using silk, so you got bondage. You have a foot involved, so obviously foot fetish there. So like you're getting those things. I the way he moves, you know. I'm just like, mm, yeah, I want this. I think. Sketch, I'm I'm just impressed at the speed you're rattling those off. Like, have you previously thought about what what kinks are applicable in this scenario? I've been around enough people with proclivities and kinks to at least know how to speak the lingo at, at times, uh, despite never engaging really in any of it. So. I was recently in a conversation about uh, different uh, controlled substances, and somehow we were talking about alcohol and delirious tremens, which is a a withdrawal side effect of alcohol, uh, and I referred to them as DT, to which my girlfriend, who was only half listening to this conversation, just turned around and she's like, are you talking about deep throat? And I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) what? I mean, look, look, look. the one that always gets me is there is a type of therapy that, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, acronym is CBT. Every time CBT comes up, I'm like, wait, what, what what are you talking about? What? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I think we've, we've previously on the show had a cock and ball torture misunderstanding. (laughs) Ah, I was like, I don't get it. Hope someone like gives me more context clues. Sorry, mm. yes, it's cock and ball torture. Are you happy now, Mari? Extremely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So last we left this adventure, uh, the party realized they needed to level up and evolve their animals to win the race because the people in first and second place are Zana on the Hamsect and Fortunato on the Brian. And the only way to catch up is to take to the air. Uh, we did some rolls, but were unsuccessful. And we ended off with Juniper botching a role uh, to get an idea and realizing that she could ask 
uh, sprinkles to use that Millennium Rod uh, card again to power up your animals, which then had Trey and say, wait, you know sprinkles? Uh, and where I want to open this is kind of this angry... <laughs> Uh, misunderstanding or maybe a correct understanding conversation uh, because it seems like you are all palling around with someone who killed Trayan's friends. Oh, I thought the big fish that we just choked to death did it. No, uh, the, the, uh, the Abolith compelled us to work with sprinkles to, to get something. And so we were working Basically, with sprinkles and for the abolith, and uh, I, th- we, we, gosh, it feels like so long ago because at around the same time that my friends were being, well, killed off, I had fallen into that biome of time or whatever it was, and then got stuck in that loop fighting Rex like a hundred times. So. It's been a while since I'd been separated from everyone else, but yeah, we were the last time I was with my friends and the last time I knew they were alive. Well, we were with Sprinkles. I mean, Sprinkles can be kind of a jerk, but I'm not sure murder or betrayal level. Just uh my awareness of Sprinkles being what it is is they were trapped in a in a situation they couldn't escape and outside of their control and there was a limit to what they could do about that and i got them out of that situation not out of any you know ah oh, i want to side with people who maybe killed your friends or whatever i look all i saw was a person who was trapped and couldn't get away from a bad situation and i wanted to help and if it turns out the sprinkles is bad. I am sorry about that. I didn't that I did not have information to make to make that judgment call. I saw a person in need and I helped. Also to be fair, sprinkles out of context is very small and cute. <laughs> we were all just trying to help. I mean, now we know that sprinkles is a criminal and we will uh, bring her to justice, but uh I listen, I'm not I'm I'm not going to blame you for associating with sprinkles. You, if you didn't know, I mean, like it, this place is so big, but I'm just saying that it doesn't make me feel happy to know that she is still alive. And my fan, my friends are probably dead. And if the, and the only person who would know anything about what happened to them is her. All right, so you're left here with a choice and I think a role. The role I want is perception from everyone. And then we'll talk about the choice. Wow. 24. Uh, crit 27. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Nothing can see. We see everything. Okay, so this is very funny because the choice I was about to present was about how best to evolve your animals, what you need to do to win the race. Uh, but to do that, you need to crit on activities with your animals, and you've just crit, Laura. So I think this all works together pretty well. With a 27 and a 24, you see everything that is applicable to your situation. Uh, the main thing is that there is a, a storm front rolling in from the north. You can see like kind of dark clouds, and you smell something in the the air uh it's an interesting chemical smell because you create i'm going to tell you it, it feels like uh like an oncoming rainstorm but it is not going to be water 
Uh, that's what I'll tell you right now. You've never encountered this particular scent before, so you don't have anything to compare it to. Like like the, uh, what's it called, petrichor smell, but not water. Yeah, like if huh. it was water, you would get petrichor. This is some kind of equivalent to this ecosystem. Because you crit, I'm telling you that you can uh, get to shelter before it gets here if you would like. You can also go forward or back in the race, forward to uh, the Duma Cult, who is ahead of you, or back to sprinkles. Uh, either of those are valid choices, but because you crit, wherever you go, you're going to do so in a way that is not only successful, but is going to bond your Sproud to the next level into the pig dragon we've discussed, and which I believe will have been episode art previously because we uh, really knocked it out of the park with the AI stuff. <laughs> um. Okay, so going back to sprinkles would mean going back to last place in the race. You don't know how close she is. You do know that she is with Ray, uh, the Trivier, and Mulchface, and they are trying to win the race as well. Um, so it, it's not, I'm not saying yes or no. I'm just saying that there are you know other factors at play. I'm personally more interested in the Duma cult, but you know, homunculus drama <laughs> yeah. is cool too. I mean, look, Juniper's perspective is very much, um, if, if, if she's got any say on this, she trusts Sprinkles. Maybe that's a foolish thing to do, considering that, like, Sprinkles did not give a huge amount of context if you're going to have a person living in your brain, and that's going to be a whole thing. But, like, I think that while at some point we need to go talk to Sprinkles, right now preventing hell becoming reality is probably the bigger priority. So I think... When you said that we could hide from whatever this weather is, and we could go forward or back. Is that go forward and hide, go back and hide, or is it hide separate from going forward or back? Uh, because you crit, I'm just going to say uh, both hiding uh, options are on the table. So if you went back, you could go back to the reliquary and hide there, and pr presumably sprinkles would eventually catch up. Or you could go forward, uh, and you, you've seen something on the horizon that seems shelter-like, and you can go there and hopefully catch up to the Dumacult, who will also presumably s seek shelter there. Okay, Juniper is on team. Go forward and try and find shelter, and encounter the Duma cult. Um, yeah, Treyan will be of this mentality that, yeah, like sprinkles is something that he wants to, to deal with, but given how much of this upsell of like, yeah, uh, if Zana wins, then it's going to be hell on Arabella. Uh, he's taking care of that is important. So yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah, no, there'll be, there'll be plenty of time to arrest criminals once no one can die. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like most of what we'll do once no one can die. There are things worse than death. Let's not have it. The more this conversation is going on, the more Juniper's like, do we just turn? Do I just turn around and not let this group win? Like Why don't we just make heaven instead of hell? <laughs> no, I don't want some people to go to heaven. Never mind. <laughs> no, exactly. That's the thing, right? That's another interesting moral quandary. Uh, so the party continues on east as the storm front closes in. The chemical smell gets stronger, and you can hear the drops, essentially raindrops, on the cement. It sounds very much like a, you know, a rainstorm in a modern city to uh, the player's ears, at least. Uh, but whatever that smell is, it's getting closer, um, and you can see oh, ahead of you... Oh, is this smog and acid rain? You see ahead of you this concrete <laughs> shelter building. It is not made for shelter. It is uh, going to 
function that way. Uh, the, the writing on it, I believe, is in Gnome, so I don't think any of you can read that. We've talked about it before, but you see uh, some other people shuffling inside as well. Uh, and you assume it's the, the halflings of the Doomicle, and they're all running in. Uh, but I want two things. One, uh, describe to me uh, your your general tenor and your travel and so forth, and I need to know about the pig dragon. How does this all look? I think what's happening is that we're all trying to run to get to shelter before whatever this not-water-rain is going to be, and we're all a little bit frantically panicked that it's, it's going to, you know, start coming down before we get into shelter and I think this is when uh, the Sprout, the pig dragon digivolves back up into its big form in order to fly above us and create some shelter just in case this, whatever this rain is, comes in Is the pig dragon um, long and swoopy? Or is it big chungus? Oh, it, it, it's a big chunky, a big chunky friend. Oh, this is a pig dragon. Like we're, we're, we're no slender pig dragon here. No, big, big chunky friend. Ooh, I like this. Yeah, like like Trayan is unable to like fly for a sustained periods of time, but he is running as fast as his increased movement speed allows for, and um, possibly even carrying the little Archaeopteryx like on his shoulders for, like for a piggyback ride while doing so to uh, help keep things moving along quickly um, and perhaps doing some long leaps and the such uh, to just give it a sense of like the the wind underneath uh, its feathers and such like that. All right. Uh, so you all get to this uh, building in time as the uh, rainstorm approaches. Um, this building, uh, once you get closer, can I actually get investigations for you all to figure out kind of it, its whole deal? Because there is like a large, almost like hangar entrance uh, that your animals can go into. And you see there's uh, the halflings kind of milling about. But there's also some interior chambers and there is a strange like humming noise coming from the building. Uh, seven... I'm fine. Shit. I rolled a nine for Tran. Fourteen. So the group fails. Uh, you don't know what kind of build this, building this is. You can't read the gnomish writing. Uh, none of the uh, Dumacult halflings uh, can speak to you because of their religious obligations. Uh, you don't know why the building is making a low humming noise, but you all get inside as uh, the rain starts pattering on the ground outside. And uh, it seems like you're going to be here for a while. Uh, this the sky kind of darkens and the uh, storm settles over you for a while here. Is the Doomacult imminently trying to cause us problems for having sheltered here, or are they being chill? <laughs> for the moment, they are not doing anything particularly threatening. They see you. Uh, they look at each other uh, like ever. They you know they're a little nervous, but you don't I assume draw any weapons or anything, uh, and they don't do it so as well. And also, you have. A bunch of strangers with you. Um, remember, from their perspective, your group has changed seventy-five percent of its members. Uh, yeah, Juniper. Nice. it would be nice if they would, you know, like change seventy-five percent of their preconceptions about us. That would be great. <laughs> uh huh. I mean, I I think that's a t entirely on the table at this point. Um, you you all failed this role, so you don't see uh, Laser, their leader, right away. Although you assume he is around, but for the moment, you're just surrounded by these silent halflings. Everyone's like, you know, looking out at the storm, kind of taking a break, sitting down, maybe having a snack. I offered them some of my cherry babies. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, persuasion, I guess. 
just to see the general tenor of you offering your your fruits. Hey, just uh, I uh, self inseminated, made these. If anyone wants to eat them, <laughs> uh, if you eat them wherever you poop, that will be where my self insemination children will be. So then you know. Twelve. Uh, 12 is above average, so I think uh, you hand out cherries to uh, a number of people here, and they seem, you know, relatively grateful. They don't have any particular reason uh, to worry about you, except for the fact that you're very big and have a, a scary axe, but you seem nice enough. So uh, I think, you know, uh, gratitude ripples through the group silently. I'm like Johnny Appleseeding a bunch of cherry trees through this world. Like cherry poops eating? I don't know. <laughs> Hmm. I wonder if I wonder where Laser is. Uh, last time I saw saw him, uh, I well, my friends and I promised to check in on something, and we uh, kind of didn't re- report back afterwards. Oh, oh, is that how it went? This this is this is what happened last time I met Laser, and I pull out the severed foot. <laughs> I think at this, you hear a voice uh, that is clearly someone entering the room, and the voice says, A lot has changed, Juniper! Uh, and you see a laser coming up some stairs at the back of the room you're in, and he has changed up his looks significantly. Uh, right now, his uh, main head, which is to say the head on his shoulders like your head, is dressed in the Harlequin makeup and that kind of clown frills. Uh, and the, uh, the his tail, which is dead, you crushed the you know skull of that head, is yeah. the one now wrapped in the morning veil. But it is more tasteful. It is like kind of putting it out of out of sight rather than uh, trying to be some kind of gruesome. Uh, intimidation thing. Uh, you see that uh, the hands are still the, the dandy and the king, and he is still holding the scythe. Uh, but that that is a significant change. I'm I'm glad to hear that Laser's no longer trying to use uh, their injured body parts and intimidation tactic. Juniper has made no such agreement. That that foot is still. <laughs> I've been promised I can use it for advantage on an intimidation check at some point. I'm gonna I'm gonna scare someone with my foot. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Laser walks up the stairs and into the room with everyone here. It looks around, sees Treyen, uh, and the king head says, "Oh." There was a survivor from the dragon group. Yeah, well, kind of. I probably died uh, about a hundred times, but somehow I'm still alive afterwards, so I guess got to be thankful for that at least. Oh, <laughs> that's an interesting story. Do tell, do tell. I think everyone starts like gathering around. Uh, all, all the halflings uh, seem especially interested in you dying and coming back a hundred times. It feels uh, uh, aligned with their interests. Um, Treyen will be a bit bashful about this, but then just recount the story because at the very least it is something that does not seem to cause the cult to assault and try to kill him outright. So he will just proceed in telling the story of falling from the clouds and then facing down a giant in an endless cycle of battles where in which he dies repeatedly and never seems to get the upper hand. At one point, he made the brave gambit of dashing in and somehow toppling both himself and the giant into the lava only for time to reset while his corpse was burning up into a crisp. Um, so that was always fun. Uh, 
But yes, that is the uh, he just starts kind of rattling off the story and and otherwise just trying to not think too much about uh, laser questioning him about anything else. Um, everyone is enraptured by your story. Uh, laser turns to Juniper in one of his hands says, uh, it seems you have traded up in your friendships. Congratulations. Cool. Um, I'm just, I'm just going to ask you directly cause we're sharing a shelter right now. Um, can I trust you not to remove the other foot while I'm here? I'd quite like to still have at least one. Do you know why I didn't kill you when I had the chance? Because you took one of my feet and that was an even trade? <laughs> no, silly. It's because you're so sad. All your friends abandoned you. The little statue and the smelly guy and the cool popular lady. Hey, hey, my friends... My friends didn't abandon me. Um, first of all, you kidnapped me through a wall. It's not really them abandoning me if I'm kidnapped through a wall. Second, I did a lot of shouting at them to leave. It's not. It's not like, oh no, please come back. I like. I. I was having a. I told them to go. Can I enhance Laura's counter argument with just standing behind her intimidatingly? I mean, I, I don't know if there's any reason to do that. Laser is saying that all the people who fucking sucked are gone and he felt bad for you, which seems like... Just uh, the tone of voice seems aggressive and it made me mad. And I was like, this is out of, t- this is out of pocket. It comes across as, as condescending. It's just like, oh, oh I let you live because you're just so sad for the pathetic life. Uh, I mean, there might be a little undertone of that, but I ima- like if you were talking to like the Pope or something, you'd imagine a little bit of condescension <laughs> in his voice. Are you <laughs> suggesting that he's the Pope to me? Oh, no. First of all, I would absolutely intimidate the Pope as a tree. <laughs> yeah, so- no. if, you told, if you told me the Pope had been under this shel- shelter, I'd have been throwing that rabbit's foot to intimidate right now. <laughs> What we're saying, what we're saying, Mari, is that you should definitely tree pose to assert dominance. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what we're also learning is that Austin wouldn't try to scare the Pope. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, no. Uh, to be clear, Laser is like the Pope to the halflings, not to you, Juniper. You can feel however you want. I just am saying. I think the condescension is, uh, is you know, kind of just part of the the position and less a personal attack. Um, but he, uh, with all of his different heads, looks at you with various shades of uh, sadness and regret. And it, like, there's no sense of like, I'm gonna get you, sucker. <laughs> it's just like, damn, we came to this, huh? Shit, shit's fucked. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, shit did suck. Would have been, would have been great if we could have got to this mutual understanding before any attempts at murder or dismemberment had to occur. Uh, meanwhile, the background train is trying to is being like gestured to explain every single way that he died. So it's just like, okay, explain how did you die a hundred times in a row? So it's a it's a very lengthy story. What was it, what do you, what happens after you die? Is there a brief? moment of death or do you just go straight back to well um, the problem was that the 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 timer never went down to zero on the continue screen so he never had a chance to see what the game over screen said oh cool (laughs) i think after a while here uh because the storm goes on for a couple hours like some people have snacks some people have naps uh there there's a good amount of time passing i think eventually laser kind of leans over to you juniper and says just you uh 
We lost our vehicles crossing the oil ocean. I don't like our chances much in this competition. Oh, oh no! I'm, 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 I'm sure if these situations were reversed, you definitely would have helped us. <laughs> Who knows how things could have turned out? We'll never know now. But I made them a promise. And I'm still going to try to win. Is there any hope of you fulfilling what you said before at our last meeting? You know, they, you would like to have a cool farm at your place too? I mean, I, I'm going to do my best to make that happen and not, not hell on earth. I'd like not hell on earth. That'd be great. I got this cool big dragon, pig dragon friend now, so like, we, I'm not going to have any trouble getting to the finish line and winning, you know, because I'm so cool. Yeah, you gesture to the Sproud, who I think is in the background having an interaction with the uh, extremely long Tonberry uh, that we've talked about, the Sleagal, uh, that they are kind of like uh, oil and water or something, like they have this antagonistic relationship, but now the Sproud is just ginormous. How is that going in the background? I think that the Sprout is behaving very similar to how Juniper is trying to behave with Laser right now in this situation, which is confident and like they have nothing to worry about. Don't know how much of that is legitimate, but that is the projected uh, energy, I think, for both of these interactions. Can you play a jam? <laughs> <laughs> As a matter of fact, I've been known to play a little jam in my time. Uh, he kind of gestures to the scythe as if it's like a guitar he's playing. He says, uh, our prophet was uh, a famous musician. She, she wielded a guitar as her holy symbol. All right. I have an idea. Feel free to throw it down if you want, Laura, because I know you have feelings. What if we had to have a battle of the bands, and if they beat us, they can join our band? Look, I'm just, I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna say it. It feels like you're being nice to me now because you need me to help you, and that if you didn't need anything from me, there is no way that you would be being nice right now. Our sect believes in this one simple tenet: get good. I'm gonna need more specifics than that. We just need to make a farm and work real hard and we'll be the best at it. A farm that people can opt to interact with or like the second they step in that area they, they gotta go work on your farm and have no choice about it. Like, I, gotta, I gotta work out what we're, what, we're, what we're adding in here. Yeah, why, why can't anyone talk if that's like, if it's just get good? It seems... I am was what it's called in our sect the streamer. And these are my subscribers. Oh, oh fuck. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> this character I hate, it's, I'm responsible for their existence. Oh no. <laughs> I've created my own enemy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is an entire religion dedicated to your season six character. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. The, why, why, why do my own terrible characters come back to haunt me? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the, the shoe is on the other Twitch stream. Oh no. Uh, oh no. 
Laser says, everyone's free to unsubscribe whenever they want. No one has to stick around. I hate, I hate that I've become so jaded. I came up here, I wanted to make friends with everyone when I came up here. When did I stop? Okay, I was going to say, when did I stop trying to make friends with everyone? It's when everyone tried to kill me about the time I met you. Like, right around then, when everyone was trying to kill us. That's probably when I stopped trying to make friends. Zana and Vimble may have defined our relationship so far, but you get to decide how we move forward. Oh, so we, we get we get to have a conversation now, do we? We, we, we get to talk things through? You, you will listen to me when I try and tell you I'm... Um, you know, stuff this time. We can listen, or we can rock. Uh, and uh, a halfling throws laser a, a, a guitar, which is clearly made out of uh, some kind of uh, paddle, like a, a oar for a boat, but it has been uh, carved, almost like a Guitar Hero controller. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was say like Trey and his performance role is going to be more about lavishing up his story, which is now going to be done with an underscore, which is kind of fun, I guess. Wait, just sing it. Yeah, just sing the story of a thousand deaths. That's fucking awesome, dude. I'll have to decline that because I don't like to sing. So. <laughs> oh, no, no, you don't have to sing on air, but in ca- in- <laughs> your character can sing. He's a dancer. <laughs> or rap. Oh, no, that's even worse. Ah. Yeah. I'm do- I'm do- I'm doing like yeah oh yeah no instrument I'm just like I'm just like waving some like like banging some swords together trying to do like sort of like a stomp thing and it sounds <laughs> awful and like it you know like I don't even look cool because like I'm shy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is great. <laughs> just just doing stomp with like swords while just being like I don't know it's stupid. <laughs> God, I'm just like this. Like, okay, here's your expectation sketch. Okay, good luck. <laughs> I put on the worst performance of all time, but I look unbelievably cool doing it. You know. This is Pants for Pets LLC, the band's uh, first gig, and it doesn't go great. But luckily, your audience can't uh, jeer you because they have taken a vow of silence. <laughs> so they're keeping their opinions to themselves. Piccolo falls to their knees, realizing that they're actually really bad at music. <laughs> and now that they've not heard real music, and they're just in shambles on the floor. <laughs> I was going to say, after failing to contribute to the band particularly well, Train does finish off his story and 
at least from that perspective, has gotten more into this the uh the thing, including the last death where he mimes uh getting punched off the mount the the uh, into the volcano and like doing like the landing flat on his back on the ground as he sort of falls kind of energy there uh to finish off that uh th- bit of theater for the uh Duma cultists. They love it. They're trying to subscribe. They're they're doing thumbs up. They're uh they're trying to uh, give you what are they called bits on Twitch? Yes, yes. <laughs> they're, oh. they're trying to give you they they have IRL bits and they're handing them to you. Like wait, like bits of what? I don't know, just like the little icon. They've made them. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I I think I think what it is is just like little like uh paper versions of like the bits that they oh, just okay. throw on like confetti, you know? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, my cho- my choices seasons ago are now going to result in gamers having a say in the state of the world. <laughs> well, you should have you shouldn't have let gamers have rights. <laughs> <laughs> they rose up and now look at what they're doing. Look, you let one gamer feel oppressed for like 5 minutes. <laughs> it has constant ramifications for 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 decades for eons. <laughs> All right, so outside, uh, the storm has passed now. Just like the last, uh, you know, remnants of it are sweeping away, uh, and you can peek out and and see that uh, it's clear. Uh, it, it doesn't seem like uh, night ever truly fell. Like it's just you know back to midday, uh, and but the the clouds are receding. So uh, you know the ground is wet, definitely, but it seems to be draining somewhere else. Uh, and you can continue if you would like, or you could talk more, or you could do it with something else. I think Tran will propose that if, you know, unless there's something that we need to discuss or clarify in the immediate, finding a way to just sort of move forward, you know, just or just moving forward outright would be the best course of action now just, you know, to uh, prevent losing more time. I asked Laser how to get good at music. (laughs) I can show you. Come here. Oh, your twigs are so big. You'll hit so many buttons at the same time. Okay. Do you have any smaller fingers? Uh, I have, I can make infinitely smaller and smaller branches. Okay. Uh, and I make hundreds of them. Can you roll sleight of hand maybe to see how uh, dexterous you can uh, work a fretboard? Eight. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think uh, Piccolo is going to become uh, a, a really a savant anytime soon. But it's a it's fun I have the to heart. try. Yeah, I have the heart. All right, so Laser and Piccolo leave the shelter practicing uh, guitar. Um, Tran will probably be heading out soon after, continuing to try to like encourage uh, his uh, Archaeopteryx to sort of find the uh, find the connection to jump up and let its wings sprout out even larger and such. So that's all of his attention has been on that pretty much as much as he can. So I think you're all walking east. There are like puddles of whatever this liquid is here and there. Uh, the draining has been imperfect, uh, but it, it, there's uh, clearly uh, some other properties of this stuff because it is, uh, first of all, I will say kind of a light blue now that you can see it all po- po- pooled together, uh, and it is also uh, not—is it—is it petrol? Uh, no, it is not. You know there are there are rivers of oil. You've seen that. Yeah. Now I was going to ask if because the, is is this like the fucking gamer zone and it's like Gatorade rain or something? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> fucking gamer zone. <laughs> That's. Uh, I'll say now that we le- have left the shelter, uh, <laughs> it could have easily been the gamer zone. Uh, but now that it doesn't matter anymore, and we're leaving, it was a power plant uh, for this uh, area. And oh, ba- this is the liquid they put the fuel rods in. <laughs> uh, if you wanted to check out more of it, like if you had succeeded on an investigation check, there was a little bit more there. But um, as you're going, twenty three little boy justice crushes this. You feel a vibration in the ground. Uh, little boy justice and you know there is like a big creature or some kind of big thing up ahead that you can um maybe lay an ambush for uh, and you think you know if Tran and his animal work together on this this would be a great like training opportunity uh with the uh, 21 and 23 the group succeeds so i'll let you uh you know have the best possible mm-hmm. ambush here yeah yeah no um um i Oh, I can, I can feel, I can feel the tremors coming from that direction. Uh, exotic game for us to hunt. Uh, th- this will be the perfect opportunity to evolve your, uh, your, 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 uh, your, your companion, Tran. Come on, little buddy, let's go. I mean, uh, let me see. Like, um, try, we call him little buddy would be a bad idea because there's a character named Buddy. Uh, yeah, he turns around. He's like, "What? What do you want?" <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, come on, little guy. Uh, let's get going. And. Uh, yeah, Tran will go in the direction uh, suggested by Little Boy Justice with uh, the iridescently feathered uh, Archaeopteryx. All right. Uh, there isn't a lot of cover here. This is mostly flat ground, but there are occasional uh, like small cement structures. If you want to describe to me how you set a an ambush, I will say that when you get closer to the rumbling that Little Boy Justice identified, you see the thing. Uh, it is not as much a creature as it is a vehicle. Um, it is a very large uh, th- uh, metal object with a bit with big rubber tires, and it has some kind of implement on the front, uh, which seems to be like a plow of some sort. And it is apparently uh, scraping up the water or the liquid, I should say, that has rained down, uh, and it is blasting some kind of message in gnome. So now, now, now it's like okay. So how how is Trey gonna Tom Clancy his way out of this situation here? Uh, Rainbow Six his way through it. It's just like okay, we kind of we got to place you in this building on this window. Actually, no. Now I'm just having an idea. Um, I know Rainbow Six has a different implication now because of the video games. When you say you're gonna Rainbow Six something, all I think is like kill climate activists. <laughs> That's what that book was about. <laughs> That's what that book was about. <laughs> Fair enough. That is true. Um, I'm trying to think of some other. Uh, granted, referencing anything Tom Clancy's uh, a big red flag in generals without like thinking about the implications of the original author. What I was joking about was just the idea of like, wait a minute. So there are some buildings. Um, are these multi-story structures? Uh, no, it does not appear that there are any like currently skyscrapers. You saw from the reliquary that this was the biome of the future. Uh, it seems to be specifically set up to be a canvas for some kind of futuristic futuristic city. Like there will undoubtedly be skyscrapers here someday, sure. but not right so- now. Basically, the idea was to go up onto the second floor of a structure, or if there were no second floors, the roof of a structure. And wait, for, uh, wait for the vehicle to kind of pass, and then jump down to land on top of it to take it out together in that way. I uh, mean, you can fly, so. Well, sure, sure, but like, uh, if the idea of like doing like a stakeout thing, you know, that would be the way that we would get up and kind of prep to do like a, a big old diving strike on the thing as like almost like birds of prey it up, you know. 
Yeah, it sounds like an acrobatics to make an uh, an aerial uh, drop on it to do a what is it a halo drop out of the sky? Yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's see how this goes. That would be a twenty. Yeah, not a crit, but a plus eight equals 20. Uh, so you're extremely successful. You and the Archaeopteryx kind of fly down together. I think this is a great bonding activity because you can summon your spectral dragon wings uh, and it can kind of mimic you as you land on top of uh, what to us is obviously some kind of giant automated cleaning vehicle. Uh, and it is essentially street sweeping. Uh, the environment here uh, and I think at this point it is pretty clear that the stuff that rained down was some kind of uh, you know cleaning fluid Mm-mm-mm. but we're still going to do this like um, like a special stage in Street Fighter 2 and just punch it until the whole thing just blo- uh, you know is destroyed <laughs> you know yeah walk me through you punching a giant street sweeper to death um, well so basically what I picture is that Trayan you know uh, begins the work um, by just you know, uh, doing like some knee drops and elbow drops on the roof of the vehicle to dent it up. The Archaeopteryx like grabs at uh, one of the uh, side view mirrors with its teeth. He kind of wrenches it off and tosses it aside. Um, and they and they progressively work their way to breaking the windows. Basically, you know, just standard fun, uh, just, some, just some fun bonding, you know, over destroying a vehicle as it's trying to dispense cleaning liquid across the uh, hellscape that is this uh, biome. Um, hellscape? This is going to be the cleanest, most efficient and productive ecosystem in all of Arabella. How dare you? Listen, okay, uh, unless there's a nice, nice cardboard pads to do some uh, to do some flares, head spins, and stuff on. You know, you can't break dancing on concrete is a little risky at times. So I'm just not sure if that's a an accurate description yet. Um, but uh, yeah, the uh, they're they're just doing the work. The uh, effectively a couple of blows with a uh, uh, train even shows off each of the attack types that he can do to the Archaeopteryx. So all the different elements are at play here. There is a kick with some fire. There's uh. Uh, a punch with some lightning, uh, a little bit of necrotic damage, which does nothing on uh, another uh, elbow strike, and then some acid damage on the roof of the, uh, the on the hood of the vehicle, which then melts through and exposes the engine, uh, leading to Tran then uh, bracing and then doing a breath attack directly onto the engine block. Um, All right, that sounds pretty pretty brutal. Let's get some rolls in there. So that is a total of 12, 23, uh, 25 damage um, total on the vehicle in one round. All right. So you and the Archaeopteryx work together, kind of tear it apart, you know, melt through the hood, start damaging the engine, and the uh, giant street sweeper sputters out and dies. Uh, but you have not reached a level of synchronicity with your, your partner uh, to allow it to fly yet. And I think as you climb off, uh, Walter turns to the group and says, If it is not possible for Trayan to take to the air, are we going to discuss leaving? us uh like gesturing to walter and you because you are together as like one unit here i am going to win no matter what but i do feel it would be easier if i could fly i mean you're doing you're doing a lot of criticizing Trayan's inability to fly for someone who also can't fly 
it is not criticism. I am worried you are going to leave us. Uh, and Walter like puts an arm around Trey and shoulder and says, we are in this together. I will help you train. I am going to, let's start with uh, crunches. You you are familiar? Yes. Uh, and Walter just like pushes you onto the ground. <laughs> Ah, I like in the middle. This is all the middle of trade, like being like a supportive parent type to the Archaeopteryx, just saying like, you know, like, like, oh, you did a good job, okay? You did your best. Just all right, we'll figure out. Uh, what? And then he just gets shoved over to the ground. <laughs> okay, so uh, Piccolo is getting guitar lessons from Laser, and Tran is training with Walter. Um, that leaves Buddy and Little Boy Justice and Gale and Juniper. Uh, I think uh, Gale obviously would flop over to Juniper or up to Juniper because uh, you would be up on your Sprout now that it is a big pig dragon. Uh, and so you two can have a conversation without being overheard up there as, you know, stuff's going on below you. And Gale sees that you will have, uh, you know, some trepidation about what's going on, even if Trayan has a good uh, relationship with Laser from before and the other party members just meeting him don't have any problems. It makes sense for you to be hesitant. And so I think Gale comes up to you and says, Oh, are you, are you okay? You have, a, you have a little sad face. Why is your cute little face so sad? I have tired face. I have tired. I mean, I think we're going to win this. We got so many people on our side now. I mean, I... I think we're gonna win this, but equally, like, hey, would have been great if these people who are now our friends had, had you know, had decided that while I still had a foot. Like, stuff like that is just tiring. I didn't want to say anything when we were talking yesterday about the edge of the world land we're gonna make, but, like, if we can make one that brings people back... We could probably bring one, we could probably make one that brings your foot back. Not that it's bad that you don't have a foot. Don't feel self-conscious about it. You're still sexy. <laughs> Look, at this at this point, I am taking better than literal hell, and I'm just rolling with that. And when when you're settling for better than literal hell, something's something's broken in me. That I have reached this point. I'm just tired. I can't wait until this is done so I can go look at some trees. I mean, you're going to get to look at the newest, coolest trees. You're going to make some sick trees. And you can rest forever, right? You can just make the healing fruit or the healing water or the healing air. I mean, you get everything you want if you if we win. But, um, I mean, I, I'm tired too. You know, I've been flapping a storm. I've been flapping for days. You don't even you don't even know how flat muscles feel. I as a player know that there were plenty of cool plants. Juniper is still just distracted by yeah, but I had to spend time doing things that were looking at plants. <laughs> sure. This is Gail now. She says, I think you had a hard journey, but like the you know, the bad people are gone now. I guess except for Zana. But, you know, Vimble's dead. And everybody who was fighting you is now on your team. And you're about to get everything you want. I think it's time to cheer up, little grumpy face. I I really hope so. I, I guess I'm just, you know... The amount of, like, emotional flip-flopping everyone has done up here towards me, I just... It's hard to, it's hard to relax and imagine that it's all just going to be chill and I'm just going to get to look at plants and that, like, you know, we're not going to... 
do the thing and save the world and then go straight back to like, oh no, we've decided we want you dead again. You know, it's it's hard to get into the mode of it's going to be okay to just stop and chill. That feels a long way off. Before we cut over to uh, Buddy and Little Boy Justice, I actually want to check in with Treyen and Walter because they are on the ground training, right? And I think we have every other character up in the air. Uh, Piccolo is up on the Dodo with Laser. Uh, Gale can fly. Juniper's on the Sprout. And Little Boy Justice uh, can take Buddy up on Spider. So we just have all those people up in the air ready to the win the race. And then we have Treyen and Walter below doing crunches, worried about being left behind. And I think to kind of demonstrate their... Uh, you know, <laughs> kind of uh, jock credentials. Uh, they're going to try to race you all to the edge of this ecosystem. In fact, uh, beating up the big mechanical street sweeper was a big success, but I think I want to see best of three uh, of this, uh, you know, athletic contest here. Uh, what, what kind of roles do we want for Walter and Tran to do jock shit? I'm thinking athletics in terms of just trying to climb over certain things in a way that's not just like simply agile leaping and tumbling across and such would be apt. I love that. That's Walter's best stat. Here we go. <laughs> 29. Uh, it's impossible to beat. Let's see if I roll a natural 20. I rolled an eight. I rolled. We both rolled natural 18s, but Tran gets a 22. Yeah, so athletics is always going to be. This is uh, you know, the, the swimming champion, gold medalist, Olympian. Right, right. This is Walter's whole thing. So uh, allegedly, <laughs> yeah, uh, twenty nine wins. Walter just turns on the fucking turbo and just is doing absolute perfect form uh, in in the sprint. Uh, and it's just it's a beauty to watch. If you're a fan of uh, track and field, you're just in awe at uh, the athleticism on display here. Uh, but now it's one-to-one, neck-and-neck, and you actually can see in the distance the uh, the horizon line that divides the future biome from the next one. Um, and I think that's where we join Little Boy Justice up on, on Spider uh, with your passenger, Buddy, who who's like squinting out at the horizon and saying, do you see that? What is th- What is that? Uh, my my master, Dark Justice, uh, was a, 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 a master of sportsmanship, and I don't I, I don't think that a real champion would ever uh, behave the way that they are. Frendo, your master, first of all, creepy. Second of all, uh, stabbed my. It's not f- creepy. It's cool. He said that. St- your master stabbed my friend the Swag Tusk really rudely and like excessively in what was a f- friendly home gang. So I think you got to reevaluate your whole situation, bruh. That guy sucked. People keep saying that, but they don't understand him like I do. He he uh, he he took me in from a lowly uh, gardener employee, and then I didn't have to do any work, and I could uh, I could I could do cool stuff like 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 learn how to how how to uh, how to, how to fight and how to be a ranger. Okay, well, I mean, it's not any of my business, frankly. So I'm I'm with you just because I think we're gonna create some cool animals. And I'm gonna be the one who discovers them. Um, are you go? You you're going back, right? Because I th- I think we should publish results back there. But I don't know who wants to go back. And there's gonna be a whole thing about the order of the names on a book if we co-publish. Have you all talked about that yet? No. Hmm. The 
That sounds horrible. <laughs> what sounds horrible? <laughs> um, like ha- having a bunch of names on it. Imagine being um, for, for if, if you if you did that, uh, you you draw the short straw for the rest of your life. Everyone's just gonna call you at all. Oh, that's a great name. Shit, I gotta write that down. Fuck. <laughs> Next season character at all, Johnson. <laughs> uh, Buddy says, I mean, I guess I could solo publish, and it could just be my book. I just don't know if I have a full, you know, tome on the animals of Arabella yet. But if we co-publish, like, the plants and animals of Arabella, is it by Buddy and Juniper? Is it Juniper and Buddy? Is it, you know, Pants for Pets LLC? I guess that's... Ooh, that's unprofessional. That could be perfect. I, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe I could, maybe, maybe this would work out well for everyone. I could go back. I could, um, you know, m- maybe, you know, get enough some royalty deal or something, so I don't have to do a, um, a hypothetically gardener or some other job, whatever. It doesn't matter. You've never met me, but, um. Uh, like, you know, uh, I could just be, you know, like the plants, animals, and, uh, tactical military, uh, maps of, uh, Arabella. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's an interesting thing to put out there, uh, because right now, I don't know that you have any allies as far as going back to the old world. I think most people would be like, no, don't do that. <laughs> We're going to stop you. But I think it's interesting if at least one NPC like Buddy is like, I'm actually down for that because it could help me become you know academically published or something like that um but even though that is short-sighted but i think it's interesting that at least one person agrees with you hell yeah no i've got a lot of great ideas i was gonna say that like this is the uh i think the the last stretch of this is sort of like where all the garbage and other stuff gets pushed out towards the perimeter of the uh of the biome and this is where, like, the low-to-the-floor f- vaulting occurs. So this uh, shifts from athletics for climbing over things and acrobatics for just, like, like jumping over hurdles effectively kind of energy and vaulting over them in that way. Walter is pretty good at acrobatics, but not as good as they are at athletics. So right. it's time to roll. 26. 27. 27. Oh, my God. We both rolled a natural 19. (laughs) Wow. That's so close. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. Uh, So the dice tell us this very interesting story, which is you are like neck and neck. What it is, like it's the hubris that Walter was carrying their anchor this whole time. (laughs) And it's just too much. (laughs) It, it, It just catches on something and it just... Swings him down into like just some, uh, just uh, into some uh, concrete cleaner with a, a, a very ungraceful thump as Tran just sort of keeps going. Uh, though I would say that if, if if Walter does like trip and fall over, Tran unfortunately cannot help but just sort of slow up and then go back to help Walter up on their feet if they're like seeming a bit roughed up from the fall. Okay, no, the ultimate goody two shoes move. <laughs> yes, well, it's the trade is a goody two shoes. Okay, that's just all right. So I think 
it's pretty clear to everyone that you won, but you go back and help Walter up, and together you kind of climb through the detritus that the street sweeper vehicles have pushed here. Um, but you are at the end of the biome. This is like at the edge, and you can see the next one as as you help them up, and you both walk together towards the end. Everyone else sees Trey and win. Um, but maybe your attention is taken by the landscape, which has a number of uh, very uh, vivid colors. You see uh, pinks and reds, and you see blues and greens of some kind of strange material. It, the overriding thing I would say besides the color is that, that everything looks soft. Like the ground looks soft. There are hills that look soft. Uh, everything just has a very strange look to it. You've never seen anything quite like it. There aren't identifiable trees or plants or animals. There's just different shapes of strange colors that seem soft. You'll need to roll to know more about them. Trayan, you're on the ground. You want to walk over the line uh, from the, the concrete future biome into the next one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that I think that they both walk over as you know Tran, Walter, and the Archaeopteryx are sort of like grouped up and moving on into the new biome uh, cautiously. Walter uh, seems pretty bummed, like not meeting your gaze. Just like I should have, I should have left Ankar behind. That was foolish. I am not uh, academic scholarship. You understand? Yeah, it's. Listen, I wouldn't have got an academic scholarship either. It's all right. Hey, listen, you're real. You're pretty good back there. That was a that was a good race, you know. It was pretty good. I did not think to jump through windows. I did not know what was inside the buildings. Big gamble. Yeah, it, sometimes you got to take a gamble and see what works, uh, even if it might leave you a bit uh, exposed to um, to a hit. Sometimes you just got to. You know, see if you can get an advantage, get a little bit of an edge here and there, right? Perhaps. I prefer to trust in training over improvisation, but I've seen both work. They could they could hug it out now, they could they could compare um uh they compare crunch techniques and stuff like that, you know. Do you how many abs do you have? I feel like I have more than you. Is it a, is it species or torso length? What is happening here? I was told it doesn't matter how many abs you had, just how well you used them, right? I think that's how that saying goes. Absolutely not. You have must have maximum number of abs. <laughs> well, to be fair, most of my uh, core focus was on you know jumping effectively. That's what you end up having to do when you're dealing with a bunch of Bozoks kicking you in the face way too easily, and you're trying to evade it. So that's where most of my work kind of came from. <laughs> I googled how many abs does a fish have, and I got an article that says prehistoric prehistoric armored fish had the world's first abs. So fish got there first. It's theirs. We are we are uh, kind of <laughs> we are appropriating ab culture from fish. I'm always saying. That. <laughs> I'm so glad the world's catching up to know this. This, yeah. this is this is why I don't have abs. I don't want to be appropriating fish culture. <laughs> That's what I'm telling everybody at the gym next time. I'm like, wow, I see how all of you are stealing from the fish community. Disgusting. Um, <laughs> this is a real article from the New Scientist. Um, does anyone want to roll nature on this ecosystem? Trey and Will. Yeah. I, will I will nature. Yeah, boy. 
I got a negative one. Thirteen. I nat twenty. What do I get? <laughs> I, 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 roll, I rolled a six, so I didn't get anything. Oh fuck. Um, fifteen. Okay, fifteen and twenty. The crit. Uh, the party succeeds. Uh, I guess Piccolo is going to get another feat. Uh, I know last time we had a bit of a snafu with this for Veblen feat, but Mari and I will talk. Um, but do you want any improvements? Just tell me what you want me to do, because when you <laughs> say do whatever you want, I really just do it. I'm so sorry. No, you're fine. We'll talk about it. Um, <laughs> okay, where was I? Um, do you want any physical changes to your dodo? Do they just get bigger, rounder, stronger, faster? Dumber. <laughs> but like it's somehow a power. Like, I don't know. They can make other people more dumb. I don't know. <laughs> Just more dumb. More empty. Okay. I like that. So basically the flavor of this is you are looking around at this new biome. Everything's very soft and spongy. Like you when you push down on the ground, it kind of pushes down with you and then you step off and it springs back up. Um you reach over and touch one of these weird uh, shapes because there aren't any obvious plants or animals here but there are these colorful shapes and your hand kind of sinks through it and you can just scoop up the landscape and you hold it over to your dodo who just brain empty unthinkingly just snaps out with their beak and eats it out of your hand um, and this is what you know triggers the tra- transformation their eyes get bigger and emptier they get some cool colorful spikes um, and then you try some piccolo with your your feet you taste the uh, environment and it is pure sugar oh it's cotton candy I thought it was like a boob. <laughs> <laughs> See, when I was giving you all the option to make your own ecosystem, I was dreading Mari, Mari saying a boob ecosystem. So I'm glad. <laughs> hey, hey, we haven't we haven't made the ecosystem yet. Mari, on. change your mind. Fool that you are. I don't wish for peace. I wish for boob. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you say cotton candy. There, there's just cotton candy here instead of a bush. Uh, the ground. You dig up a big scoop. It's cake. You walk over to a tree. It's a it's a candy cane. Uh, this entire biome appears to be made out of dessert. Are there other like you know spicy desserts or anything, or is it all Western European desserts? Oh. <laughs> Whatever you want. Oh my god. Okay. There's Mexican candy here, the kind that you push out of the pop and you lick it. You can't. You're not sure if you like it or not, but you keep licking it anyway, and then you love it. There's ice cream mochi. There's a. Uh, I'm trying to think what other what what other cool things. Okay. Are. Uh, um. What's it called? Where the ice cream is inside the fish with the red bean. Taiyaki. Uh, ta- yeah. Taiyaki. Yeah. Taiyaki. Yeah. Oh there's my. Some taiyaki. Oh, so there's like a little swimming around. Yes. There's <laughs> there's a little stream of like melted ice cream with taiyaki swimming in it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um so that that's the whole situation here. It looks really nice. Um like like Trey and us look at us like and saying to Walter, mm, I don't know if we should eat much from here. I we unless we're gonna do some carb loading before a marathon. We don't want to <laughs> overindulge too quickly. Yeah. Oh Walter says, No, I am Episcopalian, so I cannot <laughs> Well, no, you can eat these. Check it out. <laughs> I believe those are still fish. I, I think they're waffle fish, though. Um, 
I will say, I'm, I don't even think any of these have electrolytes in them, though. So we're going to have to think about something about that front. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, no, no, no. Salted caramel. There's salted caramel. There's your electrolytes. Got it. Hell yeah. Look, as, as much as I love the idea of Dessert World, like, there is no, like, nutritional packaging information anywhere. Like, mm -hmm. I, I could start eating any one of these and they turn out to have beef tallow or something in them. Well, yeah, if anything, if it, yeah, if any of them have, are gelatin, we don't know if they're vegan gelatin or if they're made with, you know, animal gelatin. So, like, we can't, any marshmallows, stay away from them. Suspicious. You look over, uh, Gail's entire mouth is full of marshmallows. She's just bulging <laughs> like a pelican. <laughs> Juniper's, Juniper's here just like, do, do, they, do they taste like there's meat in them? I might just take the risk. <laughs> no, I think this is all created by, I don't know, the god of dessert? Oh my god, Yeah, look. but I don't know if the god of dessert put beef tallow in it, though. <laughs> it's not the god of beef tallow. No, oh, but it's in everything. Do you? Uh, oh, for the for the vegans, did you know that milk powder's in fucking everything? Mm hmm. They they take it. They, like, they'll put it into stuff that didn't have it before, and it makes no difference. They just do it for the dairy industry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're sneaking animal products in everything. That's right. Buddy says, "I wonder what effect this had on the people in front of us in the race. Surely they must have stopped for a snack." Hmm. Um. Can we can we try and look around for like evidence of like people stopping? Also, little boy Justice is like stuffing his face. He has been like trained um, by uh, Dark Justice to like you know survive off of the land in any environment, no matter how brutal or you know whatever. And uh, also is a li is little boy Justice, and so he is just eating all of it, just being like I'm, I'm foraging. Yeah, you're going a Gustus Gloop mode. Uh, yeah, survival yeah. roll. Let's go. Seven. <laughs> That's like one of my best uh, uh, things. But yeah, because he's just like you know he can't he can't see anything just because he's fill, like filling his face with a uh, um, you know uh, with, with candy and um, um, about to like be ironically punished. Well, this is the ironic punishment, I guess. Yeah. What's the uh, Edmund from Narnia who gets ensorcelled by the Turkish delight? It's a, fuck, a fucking Turkish delight of all things he sells his family out for. Like, at least sell your family out for fucking good sweets. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, oh, no. I, it, to expand on Tran and, uh, and dietary tips with Tran and Walter, the next thing is like, well, maybe one of these things is made with agave. I heard that has a low glycemic index, whatever that means. So I think that's good for you, right? You're looking at the macros. I get it. Uh huh. Does anybody want to roll anything or uh, do or say anything? Because this is just the, I'm just introducing the new area to you. I'm oh, oh, I would. I I have something. Um, I would like to try and get Laser to apologize to Juniper. What do I need to roll? Can I roll intimidation? <laughs> Can I bully them into? At least apologizing for just the foot. I want to, I want to bully them into being a friend. Come on. Let yeah. me do it. Okay. In the context of this scene where you're all walking around like uh, the like Edmund from Narnia and eating stuff, what is your, what's the connective tissue here? Oh, we were just talking about it on the flight, but I, I'd be like, hey, man, you know, it would be kind of cool if we're all working together, if you could take responsibility for your part in the misunderstanding and disagreement, you know? 
maybe uh, for the peace, to give each other some peace. We all, we're a team now. We're a band. And bandmates apologize. Okay, that sounds like fun. Juniper! Don't be mean about it. <laughs> no, the, the clown face seems absolutely excited. Okay, Jun- Juniper, like, the second that this happens is like, okay, fuck it, I don't need to know what's in this food. I'm, I'm eating, I- I'm gonna need all the all of the dessert in my face, okay. Um, I think Laser comes Just over to shoves you. Shoves her face in like an ice cream sundae bush. <laughs> okay, you're deep in that bush when Laser comes over to you. Um, and all three heads at the same time say, sorry, sorry, sorry. I told them not to be a jerk about it. We are being delightful about it. Ugh. I'm sorry you have one fewer head. I am sorry for this as well. I, I'm i also sorry for my missing a foot. We're both sorry about a lot of things, it seems. It is my understanding that the tradition at this point among the seculars... Is to present a gift? I mean, unless you have like some gamer alternative you'd rather do. What it what it what it what it, what do streamers do? <laughs> what, what do streamers do? I, I, sorry, I asked that and then I realized I think the answer is there is an exchange of gifts, but it's only one way around. Uh-huh. <laughs> a streamer can raid you or host you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Give th- you a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could be huge. That could like really like boost uh, boost Jennifer's channel. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Laser hands you uh, his scythe. You lost <gasps> your uh, uh, weapon, your rake in the ball pit. Oh, oh shit! This is a really cool weapon. Oh, Fuck the rake! Yeah. Fuck the rake! <laughs> uh, it's a plus two weapon, and you can use a, a dimension door essentially at will, which is a teleport. By cutting a hole in the air and stepping through it. Sorry, I know I was real skeptical of you being nice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. I think I, I think I earned being skeptical of you being nice. But thank you. It's okay. We still have weapons. And then all three heads breathe fire into the air at the same time, like an extremely metal album cover. I mean, I mean, fire breathing is not as cool as this cool scythe. Well, I'm gonna stay quiet about that as my scythe now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's even a farming tool, and you're a little little plant lady. Oh, oh, I can I can get really clean cuts when 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 harvesting the corn. Oh, it's gonna be great. Uh, so this is happening on one side where we have uh, Juniper and Piccolo and Laser, and I think Trayan is still talking to uh, Walter. Uh, but uh, little boy Justice, you're over there. You're stuffing your face like a, you're going. I, mm. As I said, a Gustus Gloop mode, and you failed that role. So oh, I yeah. think you you turn a corner, you find a a, a stream of liquid chocolate, uh, and you're just uh, you know having your fill, and you hear a voice. Uh, coming from a grove of donuts ahead of you, uh, and you start yeah. walking over there. No, yeah, and like, yeah, I like, I was like going through a candy corn maze earlier, and it, you know, <laughs> I lost. Uh, uh, so I want, I just wanted to shout out the CC, you know, um, best mm-hmm. candy on earth. Anyway, um, 
not, it's not autumn without it. Uh, so yeah, no, um, yeah, I hear, I hear a voice, and yeah, oh, I'm, I'm there. Yeah, the voice says, "Little boy, justice." Wolves. And I like sort of gulp down some like you know, um, uh, like it's like it, it's candy corn, but it's it's like in the pumpkins. They have like candy corn pumpkins too. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and now that you are fully separated by the group by your failed role, uh, you find yourself uh, turning a corner and seeing what appears to be Dark Justice, your mentor. Um, okay, so yeah, Little Boy Justice is. Um, well, I mean, um, uh, yeah, Little Boy Justice is very confused because you know he. Um, but but you know he's got some hope because you know the, he he. I guess he's probably thinking that. It worked that like bringing putting the bones inside of um, um, Vimble's taxidermy body um, probably did succeed in bringing him back to some extent. Um, whether that be like, and he's sort of like trying to discern the nature of the magic that's like worked here and how um, how and like uh, if like uh, maybe perhaps like because the taxidermy body like fell into like the river of like uh, like tar or whatever that he is like maybe maybe this is some type of magic that has like made vimble to some extent like part of the land or you know like like to to what extent like his spirit is like tied to this like world or what's going on with that and um i mean i guess he has some concerns about like if this will interfere with their plans to kill death and um uh bring thimble back once they uh or if this will make it easier all right why don't you roll survival as uh, okay. what appears to be thimble is like leading you somewhere i i like the idea of you uh thinking he is now some kind of nature spirit some kind of mischievous land sprite which is extremely <laughs> out of character for a little guy oh i rolled a 20 uh, 20 is very good. So you are able to keep a pace with uh, what appears to be Dark Justice as he uh, moves through the environment. You go through uh, kind of an area with a bunch of, uh, you know, gumdrops all in rows like crops. You, you take a turn at some point with the 20. What I want to tell you is it is pretty apparent. He is uh, hooking back west, which is to say the way you came from, hmm. uh, almost as if to lead you uh, in the opposite direction the rest of the group is going. Uh, so do you want to do or say anything at that realization with a 20? Yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sort of uh, uh, call out to him and say, uh, 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 <clears throat> Dark Justice, where are we going? Why are you leading? Uh, we're almost at the... Uh, 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 at at the uh the like uh the rogue god we're going to we're gonna uh uh kill death and uh bring you back uh dark justice uh, up ahead of you still moving through the through the environment uh says in his characteristic low voice i have to show you something little boy justice it's just over here yeah so i, I yeah I, I, little boy justice is gonna go along with it, but can, can i try and like like uh look around try and like see if i can like ascertain where, where he's taking me to or like wh where we're going 
So at the 20, what I'll say is, uh, besides taking you back in the direction you came, uh, the thing that you may stick out to you is up ahead, there is some kind of hill, uh, like a, maybe like a big uh, cake, like a multi-level cake, like a, a wedding cake or something you didn't see when you came in. So you're all, you know, you have gone uh, probably south as well. I don't know if you're keeping like a map here, but like you didn't go uh, exactly back the way you came. You have, you have veered off and you realize uh, that you are going to lose the rest of the party at this point like uh, you don't know exactly where they're 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 going you know everyone was kind of walking around a sampling things so uh, you you're putting your tr your trust in dark justice here uh, at the risk of getting quite lost so I do have dark justice's maps am I like would I be able to like use them to sort of like keep track of where I am and at least like retrace my steps absolutely do you want to make a, a non-proficient uh, cartography check here yeah, would that just be like a, uh, like a d20? Absolutely. I'm trying to remember if we ever did this before. I feel like the first time you did it after you left Vimble's character, you like smashed it or something, and it was very funny because yeah. <laughs> Vimble sucked at this. <laughs> or no, it, it might have been like the first time Vimble did it after leaving the party. He yeah, no, that, that's, that's what happened, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I'm going to try and like uh, uh, use like Vimble's maps to like keep keep a track of like where, where we're going and like... Um, uh yeah i roll a seven yeah not great so what i'm going to say here is uh you're going to need something specific to help you get back to the party this isn't just you saying i go back uh mm -hmm. you are going to be uh, pretty lost but this is a good time as you bring up these maps to reiterate some of the stakes here as we move into the the final arc which is that uh if you bring these back that is a bad ending for Arabella, mm -hmm. and you are kind of convinced that that is okay to do. I don't. You don't have to change your mind. I just, I guess, kind of table talk uh, as we reach the end here. What are you uh, kind of thinking? You know, with this character as far as the arc is concerned. You know, you did the big heroism thing, saving Treyan at the cost of your mentor. Um, are you thinking uh, about any kind of specific characterization? Uh, I don't know how much you want to reveal. I mean, um. I am, I am, I do think that the, um, uh, him giving up, like, his, um, uh, uh, like, his, his plans to create, like, basically Arkham Asylum and, like, essentially create Gotham City as, like, their, like, the new world, uh, in, in favor of bringing back, like, creating some way to, like, bring Vimble back to life is a good sort of, like, wants versus needs type situation, um, the way I kind of see it playing out is that, um, Little Boy Justice somehow, like, winds up staying in the new world, and, but, like, instead of, like, him giving up his desire to bring the maps back, like, I don't see him being convinced that it's actually a bad thing to do, but I could see, I, I do see him being, like, convinced not to weave you know uh i like the psychological insight here as you're following after vim books obviously we're sad when he died but being uh, mm -hmm. you know tortured and guilty about it is because the character is is very like silly it's very like mm -hmm. lol piss <laughs> a lot of the time yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i think that's an important insight as you approach this big hill that is like a multi-layered cake yeah. and you have your eyes on Vimble and then you hear a voice kind of uh, from the side, just like taking you by surprise. And the voice says, halt partner. 
and you turn and you see a nine-foot-tall Cyclops woman pointing some kind of weapon at your head, and you look back to where Vimble is, and Vimble is gone. Like, so yeah, like, uh, Will Boy Justice is, uh, you know, has been trained for this, um, uh, and so, you know, his training is, like, online, he's, like, you know, like, ready, and he's, like, sort of, like, bracing himself for combat, but also, um is sort of, uh, like, trying to uh, um, diffuse the situation. And so is like, um, uh, well, hi there. Are, are you looking for my, uh, for my master uh, Dark Justice, too? Oh, shoot. Nah, I ain't looking for him. But you with him? Where'd he go? Well, that's just what I'm trying to figure out. He looked like he was going over to, the, uh, to, to that uh, uh, cake over there. Uh, Red looks over to the hill, uh, upon which she does not see Bimble, but as you both look over there, you do see there is some other figures, uh, on the hill, where you're, where you're looking now. None of them are, are Bimble, uh, both because they're too big, and also because they're at the top, and, like, kind of looking down. Uh, and the Cyclops looks to you, and she says, uh, the name's Red, uh, you're, what'd you say, Master? It's a little troubling, and I are well acquainted. We were traveling together at one point, but we had a, a disagreement. I'm not going to have any trouble with you, am I? Um, my name's Little Boy Justice, and I'm, uh, 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 Dark Justice trained me as his, uh, ward to, uh, to fight evil and, uh, and, uh, to fight evildoers and, uh, uh and crime wherever I find it. Ah, uh, one of them. Great. Fabulous. Let me, uh... Exactly. He, he, Will Boy Justice does not, uh, while he is, like, on guard and ready to fight, he does not discern the sarcasm at all. Sure. Uh, Red, uh, you know, puts the weapon down or stops pointing it at your face. It is attached to her hands. And you see, uh, because I'm describing this to you as if you don't know who Red is, but obviously Mm. Sam does. Uh, Little Boy Justice hasn't met this character, but, uh, uh, she has both of her knuckles with, uh, these kind of, uh, guns on them, uh, duckfoot pistols. Um, and she, is not wearing the coat she normally wears over her red dress. That's a, a thing I'll say here. Uh, as she kind of uh, looks to you, looks to the figure up on the hill, and says, uh, well, I can help you look for him, and I guess you can be on your way. Are you uh, trying to get to the edge of the world with uh, all of Vimble's old friends, Juniper, Dio, them lot? Uh... You bet, ma'am. We're going to uh, we're going to get to the end of the world. Uh, show that show that nasty old traitor god what's what and kill death. Ah, oh, shucks. Quite a tall order there. Have you had an encounter with that uh, traitor god yet? Not yet, but through the power of friendship, anything's possible. All right. Well, you be on your guard. I I heard tell that people who encounter him. Uh, have their minds shook somewhat. Mm, um, oh, uh, don't, don't you worry about me. And he sort of like, uh, knocks on his head and goes, um, uh, uh, nothing could, uh, could mess with my mind except for maybe, uh, um, uh, a knock on the noggin. 
<laughs> yeah, I guess that's something else as, as part of your final level up. Uh, I guess we can say, are you interested in having any more head trauma and not having to do this voice anymore? <laughs> uh, no, in fact, the his level up has made him aware of this and he has chosen uh, Little Boy Justice. All right. Uh, Red is uh, willing to help you look for Vimble, who she does not know is dead. Um, why don't you uh, tell me how this looks? We just rolled survival. Is there another uh, role you're interested in doing here? I mean, maybe like perception to take a look at like the figures on the cake. All right. Yeah, sure. Let's get a perception in the chat here. All right. Let's go. 22. Wow, incredible. Uh, so you look all around uh, this area. You can actually see in the distance the dividing line to the biome of the future you left. So you've gone pretty far backwards. But I'm going to give you a pretty good description of this, these figures up on the hill. Uh, some of them appear to be animals. You see some kind of outline of a big cat, uh, one that appears to be uh, some kind of metal creature like you saw at the future biome, uh, almost like a, a mechanical dog, uh, and one which appears to be a deer from this biome, uh, like with big uh, candy cane antlers and like a uh, kind of uh, chocolate <laughs> chocolate bark skin and a, a twisty little cinnamon roll for a tail. Uh, so most of them are animals, but one of them is an, an elf woman. Um, she is wearing Red's big big uh, coat, the big black coat, which is way too big for her, and it completely swallows most of her body, uh, making her pretty hard to see. But you do see she has um, she has like a downcast expression, <laughs> like she is like doesn't want you to approach. Uh, she has long blonde hair. Uh, you can see that about her, but most of her other physical features are hidden in the coat. Uh, but Red seems to be trying to keep you away from her. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, I think, yeah, Little Boy Justice is gonna be like, I mean, this is obviously where where Vimble went, and so yeah, uh, Little Boy Justice is gonna be like, um, we, um, uh, uh, well, let's go find him. He was heading to, uh, uh, up to the uh, that cake mountain over there. Maybe those figures, uh, uh, looking down on us, uh, uh menacingly, uh, have some clues. <laughs> Uh-huh. I'll say with the 22, there is no physical evidence of Vimble anymore. Like, you can look where you followed mm -hmm. him, and there are tracks. So it's not like he was a ghost or an illusion or something. Something came this way, and you followed it. But it is gone somehow, uh, which is unusual. Mm. I mean, I feel like that's our be best clue, though, is the people atop the hill who at least would have, like, seen him disappear. Sure. I'm telling you with a 22, Vimble's not in this current area anymore, but the, these people, when you, you draw attention mm -hmm. to them, Red says, allow me to confer with my confederates and I will report back shortly. And she kind of trudges up the hill and speaks to the elven woman in the coat and comes back down. Um, and she says, my friend here would like to know where you got your helmet. I think that he, like... You know, like, he is, like, very trusting, but also she did open by pointing a gun at his head. And so uh, is fairly on guard around Red and not particularly trusting of her. Uh, so I think that he's going to see this as, like, his opportunity to be like, um, uh, well, sure, I'll go tell her. And, like, start, like, walking up the hill to be like, uh, 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 hi there, I'm Little Boy Justice. And, like, try and, like, go, like, meet with the people at the top. 
Yeah, I think there's a moment where Red thinks about standing in front of you and stopping you, but doesn't. Uh, as you kind of march past her, but then the uh, animals do. The metal dog, the large cat, which I think as you get closer you can see is actually a saber-toothed tiger from the history biome you were mm. in. Uh, and then the, uh, the, the candy deer, or sweetheart, as I'm calling it. Uh, <laughs> all three of these large animals uh, kind of crowd around you, <laughs> forming like a phalanx. Um, and stopping your progress and the elven woman behind them says that helm belonged to my friend I saw a spark against the dark and we erupt but it's a slow burn I take a chance we start to dance can't see enough to know to turn around sound of a bone 